Greetings, all. Welcome to Aquarian Diary. I'm your host, John Irving. It is July 6th, 2023. An important note for those listening to this via a podcast. I have included quite a few charts in this presentation, which of course are only available on YouTube. If that's important to you, I suggest that you view the video version of this. As usual, I will include a link to that in the episode description. On January 17th of 2023, yes, almost six months ago, it's hard to believe that's how things roll around here, but on January 17th, I got this very strange download. It just came to me extremely clearly. Now, don't jump to conclusions, but the download was 2028, 20, 40%. And I stopped and I'm like, 2028, 40% what? That was all I got. I'm not like some of the psychics who can have conversations with their guides. So I believe that was in the evening. And then the next day, I started looking at the astrology and I saw something in 2028 that really jumped out at me. <laughs> I hadn't looked at it before. Sure enough, there is a truly remarkable alignment in June of 2028. And I was kind of like, wow, this is big. One of the reasons I didn't do an episode on this is because I intended to fully look into this in a great deal of detail. That's one of my problems. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and I can go down rabbit holes when I start looking into things, and it becomes like a huge task. Because, you know, you could, for example, look at all the natal charts for the various big players out there, the big countries and things, and see what's happening, and analyze it. And, you know, like that's like an insane amount of work, which I just don't have that kind of time, or haven't. And, of course, there's also... A lot of other things going on all the time, every day almost, that are really big, that need to be talked about as well. So it's overwhelming. And then I just recently did a big long episode with Scott Becker, and I did a conversation with Irish Granny Tarot, links in the description. And I did another little episode that I haven't published yet, and, and blah, blah, blah. Around that time, not long after I first got the download, I did discuss it with one person, though, and I sent them the chart. She knows who she is. But then this whole 2028 thing has been on my mind again, at the forefront of my mind, for a few weeks. And I've just been kind of like, I got to get that done. I got to get that done. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the charts and the dates, and I will briefly describe what's going on astrologically. One of the things about astrology that irks me, not so much astrology, but astrologers, is if you go back in time and you actually listen to other people's forecasts where they state that specific things are going to happen in such and such a time frame, there's a very low success rate from my perspective. Astrology can indicate themes for sure, like it's incredibly useful and important, but it's very hard to predict specific events in the future. And so I kind of refrain from doing that. Like I will describe themes and situations and general conditions. But how it's going to play out specifically 
is very, very difficult to predict. And like I said, you know, that's borne out by the evidence if you go back and listen to other people's predictions. So I just refrain from doing that. And another thing is when people talk about astrology, when they're looking back at history, is they will often cherry pick certain things like, okay, this is an example of that aspect at that time. But the truth is, is that the world is very big and there are events of all kinds happening everywhere all the time. So it's really easy to go back in time and say, oh, that event is linked with this transit. They're not talking about the events that contradict that. That's, to me, kind of cherry picking. Yes, there are certain historical events that affect the whole world, like world wars and things like that, or a depression, or, or the invention of some technology that completely changes the future. Those are really big deals. But we have to be careful, like I said, that we're not cherry picking. This aspect will be in tight orb for some time. But around June 24th of 2028, Pluto in Aquarius, and I've done episodes on that topic alone, it's a big deal, squares Saturn and Chiron in Taurus, around 7 or 8 degrees of Taurus. And at the same time, there is a triple conjunction in Gemini in very close orb, Uranus, Mercury, and Mars. And there's one other point here, which is that the North Node is at 23 degrees of Capricorn, and the very significant Saturn-Pluto conjunction, which occurred on January 12th of 2020, was at just under 23 degrees of Capricorn. So the North Node, which is this faded kind of karmic point, is basically conjunct where the Pluto and Saturn conjunction occurred in 2020. So we have Pluto squaring a conjunction of Saturn and Chiron in Taurus, a triple conjunction of Uranus, Mercury, and Mars in Gemini at 11 and a half degrees, and the North Node is at the same point as the Saturn-Pluto conjunction of January 2020. That is an awful lot of major synchronicity. The odds of all of these things occurring at the same time must be minuscule. In astrology, really significant events tend to occur when we have multiple outer planet activity, typically in hard aspect, occurring at the same time. And here we have a whole slew of things happening simultaneously, any one of which would be challenging. So Pluto in Aquarius, like I said, I've talked a lot about. This is the transformation, the purging of societal consciousness and awareness. And, you know, it governs also things like technology. Saturn and Chiron transiting Taurus on a mundane level. Taurus rules finances, money, property, investments, and banking. Typically when Saturn transits Taurus, because Saturn is restricting and limiting and karmic, that period of time tends to mark challenging economic or financial circumstances for humanity because the energy of Taurus is being restricted. But there's also that energy of Chiron there, and Chiron deals with wounding. Usually, 
in our formative years and often dealing with past lives. So there's wounding and restriction and limitation occurring in the financial sector. Now, Pluto square Saturn is a really challenging aspect. These are very heavy-hitting, powerful and intense energies at cross-purposes with each other. Squares are no joke, especially when they involve heavy hitters like this. And the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto, which occurred in 2020, was the beginning of this kind of dark cycle. You know, Pluto deals with power, power which can go either way. It's, it can be abused, power control, domination, and things like that. And because of the involvement of Chiron, it's an especially challenging aspect. Chiron will be in Taurus for years, Saturn for less. Now, we're dealing with Pluto and Saturn, and in that, and in that equation, Pluto is more of the heavy hitter because it's the more distant planet. Its orbit is much slower than Saturn's. If there's an argument, Pluto tends to have its way. But nonetheless, there will be consequences for humanity. It's like there's a conflict between our social needs collectively, this very egalitarian energy of Aquarius, and pragmatic reality having to do with the economic system and finances. You know, that alone is a big deal. And the square of Pluto and Saturn relates to what occurred in 2020 when the cycle began. This is the first real challenge. Whatever came up at that time, and, and let's face it, a lot has occurred since 2020, and we know the kinds of topics. This square brings all of that stuff back into our awareness, and we need to look at how we have handled things between then and 2028. And then we have this extremely unpredictable energy of Uranus, which, you know, in times can actually create trauma because it can be so shocking. It can completely destabilize things and introduce things into the mix that are, like I said, completely unpredictable and surprising. It breaks up structures. And we have that kind of energy, which is Uranus is incredibly intense and very sharp and focused in time, combined with Mars and Mercury. Mars, we know, the god of war, and Mercury, the mind and communication, the intellect, the messenger. So that triple conjunction right there is like, you know, you think Gemini, you think words and communication, or at the very least, some very shocking and dramatic news or information that maybe pertains to conflict or the military or accidents or acts of violence, Mars. And I mean really shocking, really surprising, and even traumatic. Another thing I thought about was Taiwan, because I believe China even stated that they want reunification by 2028. But it's happening at the same time as this Pluto-Saturn square with the North Node being conjunct, the Pluto-Saturn conjunction point from 2020. The major incident that changed the world, I have to be very careful what words I use so as not to trigger the platform to penalize me or censor me. But let's just say a lot of people had to stay home for a significant amount of time. And, you know, wear something on their face and stuff like that. And uh, no, I'm not recording this from Beijing or Moscow or Florida. Anyway, that disease that started in China, 
really started coming to our attention in very early 2020. The Pluto-Saturn conjunction was in January of 2020. So that seems to be a clue, because the square is linked to that. Like I said, we can't predict exactly what's going to happen, but I can fairly safely say that it will involve economics and finances, and maybe even the Earth, because Taurus is an Earth sign. And Taurus also governs a lot of aspects of nature and the harvest and agriculture. So I don't know if it's environmental. I don't know if it's economic. I don't know if it represents conflict, like war or something, or a widespread contagious disease. Neptune is in Aries at this point. Aries is a fire sign, and Neptune in the past has been associated with diseases, large-scale ones. But it's been in Aries for a few years by this point. The chart I'm using here, I just set the ascendant to be Aries so it would have a natural house system just to make it easier to look at. So you can kind of ignore the midheaven and the ascendant because they will vary depending on where you are. And I wouldn't give too much attention to the other more personal planets because they move and change signs very quickly. It's more the outer planets and their involvement with the inner planets that. I think we should focus on here. Like I said, I'm not going to speculate on exactly how this manifests, because I just know from years of experience that that is probably a fool's errand. But, you know, the big major issue we had in recent years where people had to stay home, a lot of them, um, 2020, where Pluto and Saturn conjuncted in Capricorn, this square could relate to those kinds of events. And the 40% figure I mentioned that came to me in my download, I don't know what that pertains to. Um, it could be economic. It could, be, it could have something to do with the population. And I could just be completely wrong about that. So, but I have to be honest, it literally came through that figure, 40%. We do and are facing extremely challenging environmental issues. And by then, I think by 2028, they will probably be much worse. So, you know, one of the ways that civilization might get through that is to lessen its footprint. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it would help us cope with those kinds of things. I don't want that to happen at all by any means. I don't think we need a disorderly situation. I would prefer that we do things orderly. There's also the timeline split, which I have talked about here before. And according to Dolores Cannon, that process was to occur in the early to mid-2020s. 2028 would probably be at the end of that cycle. And finally, one other point, which has been on my mind now for a few weeks, which is that if there was a very major event that was going to occur on earth that was outside of our control as individuals at least would spirit tell us about that i suspect not because what purpose would that serve it would only create a lot of stress and anxiety for no reason and i know for a fact that they don't tell us everything i know that from personal experience some things are on a need-to-know basis only. So I'm not convinced that we would have a lot of warning 
about certain things. Some people might, just before an event, like I had some experiences at the very beginning of 2020 that only made sense to me after things unfolded more, that I was actually in a lot of resistance to. But nonetheless, in hindsight, I'm glad it worked out that way. But I wasn't told explicitly what was going to happen, if you understand what I'm getting at. So as we get closer to that time, some more information might start to come out. But I don't think the general public is going to be given a lot of details about something like this, if it proves to be something significant. And I think that's just something we have to accept, that we're not supposed to know everything, especially if it doesn't serve a beneficial purpose. Needless to say, if you have significant points or planets at, say, 7, 8, 9 degrees of Aquarius, Scorpio, Leo, or Taurus, or, say, 10, 11, 12 of Gemini, Virgo, Sag, or Pisces, you'll want to pay attention to this. Obviously, it's not for five years, but these are pretty intense energies. And if you're Aquarius, Scorpio, Leo, or Taurus, you're going to be getting this square of Pluto and Saturn hitting those points at the same time. Or like I said, if you have planets or points at 10, 11, 12, Gemini, Virgo, Sag, or Pisces, you're going to get that triple conjunction. It's probably more the square that I'd be most concerned about. But Uranus Mars you have to be careful with because Mars can manifest as accidents, injuries, acts of violence, those kinds of things. And Mars moves pretty fast, so it would only be for a few days, typically. But Pluto and Saturn are going to be in square for a while. That's just a quick look at it without me having to spend days and days and days working on this, producing graphics and charts and getting into all the minutia of all the aspects and details. Um, you know, anybody who studies astrology can look at this in more depth, compare it to natal charts of countries and so forth. But it's been on my to-do list for six months. So there you go. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it for you to speculate about and think about and ponder. On July 3rd, I had a very nice and interesting long conversation with the fabulous Irish Granny Tarot. I'll put a link in the description to that as well, in case you haven't already listened to that. Thank you very much, Helen, for having me on your excellent channel and for all of the wonderful work you have done on behalf of our community. Very important. If you find this episode of interest or it inspires some work of your own, credit is warranted, appreciated, and the responsible thing to do. It is the Aquarian Age thing to do. I'll put links in the episode description to any related content. And if you're interested in a reading with me, I'll put a link to that as well. Many sincere thanks to everyone who supports me, especially my YouTube members. Thank you very much. Take care, all the best, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now.